Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Social Security Talk with your co-host, Mark Kiner, in my uh, spacious studio in Blue Ash, Ohio, joined by, joined by our co-host, Jim Blair, in his spacious studio in White Oak, which is also a suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio. Good afternoon, Jim. Good afternoon. Can't believe 2022 is coming to an end. Can you? It's wrapping up, that's for sure. Yeah. Two days to go, and we'll be into 2023. As a reminder, Jim and I own a company called Premier Social Security Consulting. And our company provides a couple of really good services. Number one, a social security consulting services. So when an advisor is meeting with a client and, and questions come up about social security claiming strategy, strategies and options, we can provide an analysis for that client. And also number two, and this is what Jim and I are really passionate about, we educate advisors across the country, increasing their value to clients. And we offer the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. After a day of very intense training, that scares people, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> they take an assessment. After they pass the assessment, they earn the NSSA Certificate. Jim, we emphasize a couple of things in our class, don't we? We do. Uh, we talk about uh, benefits that are available to people, but the fact that uh, advisors need to be proactive, uh, they need to ask the right questions of their clients and make sure that while, yes, somebody is age 62 and maybe it's time to start thinking about Social Security, doesn't mean it is time to file. You have to ask those important questions so that you can make sure the individual's looking at the benefits that's going to be most advantageous for them. So, Jim, you're right. We focus on situational Social Security because we know that everyone out there ha is in a unique and different situation. Uh, 76 million baby boomers. You could be, Jim, you do the consultations for our company. Nobody wants to pay me for my advice. They pay, yeah. they pay us for years. And you could, you can be meeting with 10 different married couples and each married couple Jim, will have a, a different set of circumstances that relate to their unique uh, situation and as a result have different options and strategies that are, are available to them would you agree oh absolutely uh, they could have uh, I mean it could be a married couple could be a single person could be someone with a deceased spouse in their past or ex-spouses or maybe children uh, all sorts of things to think about when you're getting ready to talk about social security and those probing questions if advisors know what probing questions to ask their clients it's more likely their clients will really get more money out of the system so jim i want to spend a little time talking about a few of the myths relating to the social security administration jim how long do you do work for this, uh uh for ssa i worked there for 35 years uh, did a number of jobs, but uh, started long time ago and retired uh, a while back as well, but uh, spent 35 years with the agency. How many of those years were fun, pleasant, interesting, exciting? I pretty much enjoyed the whole time. Uh, there were certainly times, uh, sometimes were better than others, most definitely. 
but that's the way it is with any job. But I like the people I worked with uh, for the most part. And I liked working with the, the general public. That can be a challenge sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, as probably most everybody knows, uh, dealing with the general public can put that stress level right up there. But I, I liked helping people. So I really enjoyed it. So, Jim, the, the biggest myth that folks need to be aware of is that is the myth disputing the fact that you can get really, really good guidance and advice down at the local Social Security office. Please dispel that myth, please, Jim. Yeah, people at the Social Security office, they know Social Security. They don't know somebody else's other circumstances. Mm. And so when you go down there and talk to them, uh, they may talk to you about retirement benefits or spousal benefits. They have no clue if you have uh, a savings of IRA, 401k. They don't know if you have a defined benefit plan. And there's one or two of those still around, not many. Uh, But they don't know your particular situation. So, no, they're not going to talk to you about uh, all the various strategies that you have. And in fact, they're probably only going to go over the main ones that are available. Uh, are you eligible for retirement? We'll take a retirement application. Are you married? Mm-hmm. We'll get an application for your spouse. Uh, but they're, I used to think they did a better job with survivors, but they don't. So uh, will they help people? I think it's still better for folks to have an understanding of what's available to them before they contact social security, because pretty much they're just order takers now. You know, Jim, it's just not going to get really good guidance down to the local office. I mean, uh, uh, the representatives, Jim, like you always tell me, uh, have been directed by their boss, the commissioner in Baltimore, not to review options with folks. Additionally, Jim, when you worked there, there were about 85,000 workers. Now there are more like 70,000. So 15,000 or so have left the, the SSA and they've walked out with 30 to 35 years experience, just like you did, Jim. So if somebody walks down to the local office and you're not going to walk down, maybe you'll take a, a pony or a horse. I don't know. <laughs> but if somebody goes down to the local office, Jim, and says, hey, I've heard about this restricted application, the representative will look at them like a deer looks into headlights. So the biggest myth is Social Security will not provide you any guidance. Another myth is Social Security will, the myth is Social Security will give you the correct answers. And that is also incorrect, right, Jim? Yeah, that's a problem we've been running into lately. Uh, Folks have contacted Social Security and they're not getting the correct answer. they're not being told about uh, the earnings test. They're just being told if they're under full retirement age, well, sorry, you're working. You can't file for benefits. That may be true, and it may not. That's the problem. They're not asking them how much they're earning. Uh, just because you earn over the, the allowable amount for the year doesn't mean you won't draw most of your benefits. It depends on how much you go over. So they're not really providing the, the information people need to know, and they're just kind of giving them short, quick answers, and people are losing benefits as a result. Jim, I recall receiving a phone call from an advisor on a Sunday, or it could I think it was a Sunday, and, oh, no, probably a Saturday. The, the, so, 
uh, this client of the advisor was scheduled for a phone call with SSA, maybe one a week later, two weeks later, whatever. And the, the representative contacted uh, the client on a Saturday saying, we have time. Would you like us to take your application today? And of course, the, the client said yes. And this, this was the situation of the client. It was, they, were, uh, they were single at one time. Uh, the wife was a, a surviving spouse. And she got remarried at age 60. Or maybe 61. I don't know. But after attending 860, we know that. And, and, and the Social Security representative said, well, since you were not taking any Social Security benefits before uh, 860, you are not eligible for a surviving spouse benefit now. And the client was floored, didn't know what was going on. The, uh, the advisor was so darn confused and, and irritated that he contacted me on a Saturday. He needed to talk, which is fine. And I explained what the role was. As long as the, the individual got married after 10860, she would still be eligible for a surviving spouse benefit. Jim, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, unfortunately, the advice that they got or from the Social Security Administration was wrong. Uh, the rule is, as long as you remarry after attaining age 60, then you're still eligible for the benefit. If you're receiving it, you can certainly continue to receive the survivor benefit. But even if you're not receiving it, you can file for it later. So there's not a distinction between I remarried after age 60 and I'm receiving a benefit. It's just you have to remarry after age 60. Had that person not had someone to go to, they would have taken what the individual told them and just lost benefits. And then over time, could they have ever gotten that back? It's possible. It's a hard process. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to say the odds are 100% they'd get it back. I'd say the odds are uh, no better than 50-50, but maybe even worse than that. So uh, unfortunately, that's been happening a lot. Well, the good news in this situation is that the representative from SSA did call the client back and indicated that they were incorrect. They made a mistake yeah. in what they said. So at least that's the good news. But it's just really too bad, Jim, that this type of information, incorrect information and guidance is provided at the Social Security office. It really is. Right. And how often would the person get called back? That was a good employee. And there, there are, there are full, you know, the agency is full of good employees, but, uh, they're also not. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, that person took the initiative and, uh, found they were wrong, contacted the person and was going to make it right. Mm -hmm. That's important. But where it worries me are the folks that don't even bother trying to find out if they were right or wrong. And they never contact that person and they find out much later. Oh, you could have been drawn all this time, but you weren't. Sorry about that. Jim, I was going to say something, but you know something? It escaped my memory. Oh, now I remember, Jim. Got that it. is why people take our education and subscribe to our support. So we are available to them uh, almost on a, mo on a moment's notice. When an issue comes up, 
something that goes really strange or or kind of yeah strange at the local office or you hear something from social security it just doesn't make sense they can just give us a call send us an email that's the value of taking our class and sub- subscribing to our support jim there's also a myth too that the social security administration if you're a surviving spouse will provide you with good guidance as to if you, should you be collecting your own benefit, should you be collecting a, uh, a benefit off of a deceased uh, spouse or even a deceased ex-spouse. Jim, one time when you worked there, you indicated that surviving spouses did receive fairly good advice in that situation. But now you kind of say that advice has kind of gone south. Am I right? Well, that's true. I used to think that was one area where the the administration did a really good job taking care of the the widows and widowers, making sure that they understood how they could draw benefits and when. And then I read this inspector general report. Uh, It's been a few couple of years now, but uh, they did a review of the Social Security Administration and found out they're doing a horrible job. So uh, I was really sorry to hear that. Uh, these people are definitely going to be in a position where they probably need uh, the best advice they can get on which benefit to take and when. And now the Social Security Administration uh, has kind of fallen down on the job there. And they said there's just uh, millions of dollars that have been lost that people will never recover. So it's unfortunate. Jim, let's talk... Excuse me, I left, Jim, I felt a little too eggnog already. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, a spillover from Christmas Day, I guess. Hey, Jim, let's talk about some of those strategies and options that are available to a surviving spouse. We do know that there's a, a provision which does not apply to surviving spouses, and that's called deemed filing. Deemed filing says that when you file for benefits, you need to take any benefits that you are eligible for at the time of filing. And there's more that goes with it also, but that's the, 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 the essence of it. But Jim, for uh, surviving spouses, deemed filing is not an issue, is it? No, it doesn't apply to the survivor benefit. And what that allows someone to do is take a reduced benefit uh, early, a survivor benefit as early as age 60, or their own benefit as early as age 62, and then switch to the other benefit later. And it's not reduced for age at that point. So you could take a survivor benefit at age 60 if you wanted. And if it would give you more money, you could file on your own at 62, but you could also delay that. In the meantime, you're drawing the survivor benefit and then you could file on your own at your full retirement age, or you could even wait till age 70 and earn those delayed retirement credits. But in the meantime, you have this uh, money coming in or you take your own at 62 and the, the higher survivor benefit at your full retirement age. And what it allows someone to do is take a lower benefit in the beginning, and it's reduced for age, switch over to a higher benefit later, and that's the one they're going to receive for a longer period of time. And in, in some of the strategies we've done for people, we've seen cases where the, over their lifetime, that makes a difference of fifty to $75,000 uh, in benefits, and, and that's money that they would never make up if they didn't file it correctly. So you want to make sure that people understand the options they have available to them so they can make the right decision. Jim, 
when we do an analysis for surviving spouse, we're, we're going to tell them to contact SSA to get that benefits matrix. How important is that benefits matrix? And what does that ma- benefit matrix show? Well, the important thing is it makes my job easier. So, <laughs> that, and mine, and mine too. That's what counts. But no, what it does, the benefit matrix will show, and it'll show their own benefit. It'll show the survivor benefit. And it tells that person if you take benefits at certain stages and it lists every month. So for survivors, if you take a benefit at 60, 61 months, 62 months, three months, all the way up to full retirement age and your own benefit from 62 up to as much as age 70. And you can see if I start at these different points, how much my benefit amount is going to be. And the importance of that is it lets the person see the dollar amounts that they're going to receive, not only now, but later, and they can make the decision, can I afford to take the lower benefit now uh, to get the higher benefit later? Is it worth doing that? Uh, How close are the benefits? So uh, it's real important. The benefit matrix is a great tool. Jim, um, about three weeks ago or so, Social Security redesigned its website. Hey, what are your thoughts? I don't like it, <laughs> but they didn't ask me. So they didn't uh, ask me either, Jim. It's more the homepage I don't like. It yeah. seems like once you're inside the uh, the website, it's still pretty much the same or the same information. Uh, I'm just not a fan of the, I thought the original homepage was a little easier to navigate and define what you're looking for, but it's all still there. That's the good news. And I guess as we work with it, We'll learn a little bit more about it, but uh, nah, I'm not a big fan. So, you know, the social security website for you folks that may not know is www.ssa.com. That's Go. Sam, Sam, Apple. Oh, dot gov. Did, sorry, Jim. You're right. It's dot gov. Yeah. SSA.gov or social security.gov. If you go to SSA.com, I don't know. I don't want to know what you're going to see. Anyway, that's for sure. Uh, so Jim, I, you know, this kind of, it, we're coming, drawing to a close of this week's, S, uh, this month's Social Security Top Podcast. But please, Jim, mention uh, for a couple of seconds or so what's going on with that restricted application because it's still out there for some folks. Yeah, the restricted application is still available for anybody that was born uh, January 1st of 1954 or earlier. And uh, we know that there's about another year's worth left. So people are going to receive it for a long period of time. But particularly if there's someone waiting till age 70 anyway to take their benefit, they can, as long as their spouse is receiving retirement on their own work record or a disability, they can file the restricted application and they'll receive a spousal benefit. Now, that doesn't affect their own benefit when they get ready to apply. They'll still get the same amount of money if they wait to age 70, whether they do the restricted application or not. And it doesn't affect their spouse's benefit. So this is as close to free money as you can receive. Where you might run into folks is when your clients are telling you, I'm getting ready. I'm going to be 70 in another three or four months. I'm getting ready to apply for Social Security. And what you would want to say to them is, well, you know what? While you're waiting, let's do the restricted application. We'll give you six months of back pay. 
We can uh, backdate that application six months. That's what Social Security allows you to do. And then you'll receive that. Uh, once they get that established, you can file a new application for benefits to begin at 870 on your own work record. Uh, and that way you'll get some income while you're waiting uh, to reach 870. It's just, if, if it's not available to a whole lot of people, but those that uh, do have it available to them, uh, it's it sure going to make them happy. You get somebody some extra money. Nobody complains about that. You know, about, you always say, Jim, right now about 15% of our clients can still file that restricted app. When the law was passed back in 2015, it was more like two-thirds. Now, it's definitely come down quite a bit, but the restricted application does need to be in your Social Security toolbox. There's no doubt about it. Jim, the 2023 National Underwriter Company's uh, Social Security Medicare Factsbook recently came out, and I'm really excited about that. If you look closely, Jim, you'll see our, our names listed on the bottom of this book. It's a great resource, Jim, for uh, advisors to have on their desks. Yeah, it, it covers questions that relate to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and related topics. It's an excellent book written in question and answer format. Advisors can purchase this book uh, uh, with a 35% discount by just uh, purchasing it through us. Um, send me an email if that's of interest to you. My email address is mkiner, K-I-N-E-R, at mypremierplan.com. The website for our educational class is www.premiernssa.com. And my phone number is 513-247-0526. Like I said before, I'm Mark Kiner. This is Jim Blair, and we teach the National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program, and we also do Social Security Consulting to individuals across the country. Jim, thanks thanks so much for uh, participating again in our Social Security Talk podcast. I had a lot of fun with you this year. Yeah, always happy to talk about Social Security, make sure people understand it, uh, they get their benefits correctly, and that's I enjoy it as well. So I uh, had a good time. All right, folks, this ends our Social Security Talk podcast and the final one for 2022. Until next year, take care and have a great New Year's. Bye, everybody. Bye.